This is Cats Today. This is Cats Today for a Monday, September the 13th, 2021. It's your digital host, Louis B. Thanks so much for tuning in today on the Cats Audio Network. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Of course, so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great offerings we have here on the Ticats Audio Network, like the CFL This Week. Brand new episode dropped today with Bubba O'Neill. He's joined by an all-star group of uh, reporters and uh, insiders from around the league today. Uh, joined by the CFL on TSN's Kate Burness, CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti, and uh, Fan 960's Pat Steinberg, who also contributes to uh, CFL.ca. So, a great show. Uh, wherever you're checking out this one, make sure to check out uh, the CFL This Week, episode 4 dropped today on the Ticats Audio Network. All right, uh, Ticats back on the practice field today for the first time since Friday's loss to Toronto. Of course, they lost that game in a heartbreaking fashion, a 17-16 final from BMO Field. It wasn't just on the scoreboard, though, that the Ticats uh, lost, as they also lost Dane Evans to injury in that game. We're going to get an update on him from coach Orlando Steinauer, who spoke after practice. So we're going to get to that in just a quick second. I will also hear from David Watford. He came into the game on uh, Friday night. So we'll hear what he has to say. And uh, we'll get uh, coach Sal, John Salavantes. He'll be by to give us his thoughts on uh, what he saw on Friday night. Uh, as mentioned, it was a tough loss for the Ticats on Friday, but it's a new week. A new opponent and a new challenge in the Calgary Stampeders. And the Ticats will uh, get to be back at home here at uh, Tim Hortons Field. Another home game, just their second of the season. So very much looking forward to uh, to seeing all the great fans and some uh, Friday night football under the lights here at uh, Tim Hortons Field. Make sure to join us. Even if you're coming to the game, if you can't come to the game, uh, make sure to join Andy Fantuz and I at uh, 630 for Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. We'll hand it over to RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker who will have the call starting at 730. And then you're going to want to join us on the uh, Tiger Cats post game. Following the game, and uh, you know why, because every week, every game, we're giving away a pair of tickets to go see the Ticats, and uh, congratulations to Doug Penner of Burlington. Uh, He was our winner for uh, this upcoming game, so if you want to be like Doug and uh, win some tickets here from the Ticats Audio Network, make sure to turn into a Tiger Cats postgame right here on the Ticats Audio Network. All right, big news of the day coming out of practice. Coach Orlando Steinauer spoke and uh, provided an update on quarterback Dane Evans. D- Dane won't be with us. Like he'll he'll be out probably four to six weeks. So that's not a not a secret. We uh, split reps out there today. So um, we'll make a decision on the starter probably probably after day three. See how Jeremiah is feeling. Yeah, we'll keep it that way for now. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's you know he won't be playing for us for at least a month. Um, that's, that's the doctor's report, but, uh, uh, tough blow, feel bad for him. He's in, uh, he's in better spirits today, but, uh, after we got the MRI results and everything back, uh, is very clear. He wasn't going to be available to us. Well, yeah, that's why we're, we're easing them back in, letting them throw some balls out there today. Um, you know, he'll, you know, both quarterbacks will obviously suit. And then we'll, just depending on how he feels is, is how we'll make our decision. Well, I'm happy for them. You know, it's uh, for Devere and for, for Braylon to be out there. It's, uh, 
you know, it's it's been a long time for them and uh, they've been doing stuff on the side. But to actually have their jersey and helmets on, I know it's a huge lift for them and it's a lift for the team. It brings some good energy out there and uh, I'll be anxious to see how they feel in the morning. Uh, Speedy obviously needs it needs the day. We'll, he'll be a late decision for us. And Teddy, you know, most of the time, if you've been around here, he, he usually doesn't practice day one. And that dates back to last year, actually. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. Well, you, you kind of put together a preliminary plan, Louie, uh, basically in the offseason. And you kind of know that this is on the schedule. So you're, it's not nothing that's catching us by surprise. Uh, with that being said, you just don't know, you know, how you're going to feel, who's going to be healthy, who can practice and that sort of thing. So you kind of have to be fluid with with and be able to adjust on the fly. And so for us, you know, it, we, we knew that we we're going to play basically a couple of games and in, in about however many days, eight or nine days now. And we'll be ready to go. Right. Like I said, we're I'm, we're actually excited. We had a great day of practice, thought the energy, not just the energy, but the execution was good. Uh, we just need to continue to stack those days. So um, all I'm saying to you here, Louis, is that, you know, after this game, we'll evaluate and we'll see how much, if at all, we'll practice next week. Well, I think we're gaining experience and information. It's just we haven't really been able to field like most teams. We haven't really been able to field uh, the same lineup consistently. So if that's the way it's going to be, then we're going to have to find a way to, to get it done uh, down the stretch. And I'm just looking forward to that challenge. That is Ticats head coach Orlando Steinauer providing an update on uh, quarterback Dane Evans, who will be out four to six weeks uh, with a lower body injury. So a tough blow for the Ticats. Uh, Dane obviously was having a, a good season and a tough, tough loss for the Ticats, but they have confidence in David Watford, and who knows? We might even see Jeremiah Masoli. You heard Coach there say uh, that uh, Masoli will dress, and we'll have to keep an eye on that as practice develops. I'll let you know. I did see Jeremiah Masoli throwing uh, a football today. I uh, was throwing it pretty well. Could you know? Jalen Acklin mentioned it on uh, his post-practice scrum. He saw him throw a couple 50-yard bombs downfield. So uh, if you miss any of the scrums, if you want to get the full scrums uh, from uh, post-practice, you can always go to tightcats.ca. Uh, the, that way we'll post the uh, the full versions. Of course, here on the show, we play a couple of clips that I think are uh, relevant. But if you want to hear the full comments, you can always go to tightcats.ca. Uh, and that's where you'll be able to find this one, too. Uh, had a chance to catch up with David Watford after practice. And uh, here's what he had to say today. Uh, I mean, it just feels like, you know, just being uh, familiar with the guys, familiar face, uh, knowing Tommy and uh, his offensive schemes and what he likes to do and, you know, just them having faith in me to, you know, bring me back and uh, me being in a position to, you know, have to come in and help in any way I can. So it's it's been it's been pretty good. Man, I, I love them dudes, man. From, from the bottom of my heart, I got genuine love for, you know, Dame, Masoli, and Tommy. Like, they've helped me tremendously as a player, as a person. And, you know, I've known Dane since, like, 2017. We were in uh, Philadelphia together when I was playing receiver and he was a quarterback. So we had built a relationship then and uh, just being able to come up here and, you know, continue to grow in that relationship that we have and just getting to know Jeremiah and him just like, they, they helped me with everything, whatever I need. They've been nothing but, you know, helpful and beneficial to my growth. And uh, just, we just all just push each other and just want the best for each other. So it's been nothing but love. Man. I, I really appreciate those guys. Oh man, it's, it's, 
every quarterback loves having, you know, weapons that he can get the ball out of his hands to and just let them go do what they do. Let them go make plays. And, you know, we have weapons across the board, every position and guys like Tim, guys like Steve, you know what I'm saying? A bunch of new guys like, you know, getting ready to get, you know, some of the other guys back and just working everybody in, man. It's, it's, it's fun, man. It's, it's like having a bunch of sports cars. You get to drive a different car every week. You get to just pick what you want and, you know, let them go do their thing. So it makes it a lot easier on the quarterback. I think uh, Tommy is, uh, he's a, he's a great offensive mind and he knows how to, uh, you know, just use the offense to, you know, kind of like, like you said, bring out the talents that, you know, that I have and that the receivers possess to not put a lot of stress on, you know, whoever the quarterback is, you know, he's going to, you know, find ways to make it easier on us to get the ball out of our hands and do what we need to do. And, you know, let the guys that are, you know, our receiver and, and our running backs, let them work for us. So, you know, his offense is, you know, just, it's been, you know, really beneficial. I've learned a lot up here being with Tommy, uh, a lot about the game and, you know, just, just everything is, is I, I feel like my growth from, you know, my first couple of years uh, playing SAS to, you know, now has been, you know, truly, truly amazing. So I'm definitely thankful to, you know, have somebody like Tommy helping me out and just, you know, and like I said, the quarterbacks, man, they, they helped me out tremendously as well. So it's, it's definitely been fun. That is David Watford as he spoke after practice today. And uh, of course he finished the game Friday in Toronto and yeah, he'll go throughout the week and maybe have a chance to uh, start and it it's worth mentioning that it's it's not like this is some guy off the street this is David Watford who you know dressed in 12 games last year for the Ticats led the team in uh, rushing touchdowns last year with six uh, had a full season under his belt as a backup in Saskatchewan back in 2018 so I mean this guy knows the CFL he knows this offense, and he mentioned it there that uh, a lot of those guys, Jalen Acklin, uh, you know, Marcus Tucker. There's a lot of guys on this team that that he has familiarity with, practicing with last year, whether it was on the uh, scout team or uh, now, of course, getting some uh, first team reps this week. And we'll see. Could be Jeremiah, could be uh, David Watford, but uh, should make for an interesting matchup on Friday when they take on Bo Levi Mitchell and the Calgary Stampeders. All right, before we uh, you know, officially close the book on Friday night, last Friday night's loss to Toronto, I wanted to get uh, some comments here. I wanted to hear from uh, John Salavantis, Coach Sal, with us now here on uh, Ticats today on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, Coach Sal, just, I guess, wanted to get your initial thoughts on uh, what you saw on Friday night. Well, the first thing you got to admit to is, is – uh... Hamilton did not lose the Grey Cup Friday night. Uh, they lost the ball game. And uh, to borrow a phrase, uh, the coaches are on to Calgary. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's like you said, I know Coach uh, O has been saying it all all season that uh, the playoffs didn't start this week. They, you know, they didn't get eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but after, after a tough loss like that, can you, can you take some positives in, the, in, in, in certain aspects of the game? Yes, you can always take positives. Win, lose, or draw, you can take positives from a game. But uh, at the same time, uh, when you show that you can't handle a blitz, then every defense you face will blitz you. It's like, you know, a punter. He gets one block. He's got to expect the next team that he plays is going to go for the block again. So 
you know, I, I really felt like the uh, the Ticats went in with a very poor, uh, and, uh, and I want to phrase this properly, but a poor offensive game plan, if you will, because they did not adjust on offense. You can win a ball game if you can win two out of the three offense, defense, or special teams. I, I really felt like the Hamilton team lost two out of that three. Uh, Friday night in, in Toronto. Yeah, and uh, Michael Damagala missing the point after, obviously uh, upsetting. And uh, I did want to talk about, you mentioned the blitz, because, I mean, the offensive line was was a subject of the first couple of games. You know, we were talking about them. It seemed like they were starting to get some continuity. What did you see specifically from the offensive line that, uh, you know, Dane was scrambling really from the beginning? What, what did you take away from that? Well, two things. Number one, they didn't handle the speed on the outside. The tackles were, were uh, you know, on their back foot, let's say, offensively against the, uh, the rush ends, the, the two ends that were coming. Second to that, uh, Toronto made uh, Earl, that, that's uh, Erlington, uh, Sean Thomas Erlington, they made Earl a blocker instead of a runner and receiver. He touched the ball only six times in that ball game, four times on a rush. Once he got a TD out of it, but the other two times, uh, you know, uh, three times he, he got nowhere basically uh, in the run game. You cannot win football games unless you can rush the ball 12 to 15 and hopefully more than 15 times a game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think they only finished the game, I think it was either seven or eight rushes, and, and most of those came from Dane Evans' scrambles that he had to turn into rushes. Um, to that point, obviously, Dane Evans, uh, he's not practicing today. We, we'll get an update on him this week. But um, the, the Ticats, they, they're kind of in tough right now at the, at the quarterback position. What, what, are you, what are you expecting to see from them if it's David Watford on Friday? Well, it's Wofford, it, it's a, a big disadvantage to Wofford because he hasn't been in camp uh, long enough. And I, and I say camp, he hasn't been with the Ticats long enough to pick up everything they want to do. So it may work in favor of the offense if they will cut down on what they're trying to do and give David Wofford the things he can do. So uh, in that respect, it may work out. Now, I don't know where Jeremiah uh, figures into this program at this time, uh, what his injury is. We don't know what uh, uh, Evans' injury is. So everything is speculation, and I won't be at practice until the Tuesday. So it's very difficult for me to, to get an assessment uh, of what David Wofford will be asked to do. Oh, well, we're looking forward to seeing you down here uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. But uh, I wanted to get to something that, I, again, one of the positives I think you could take was, was the defense. And, yes, I'm sure Tunde Adelike is going to want that, uh, that late drop back. Uh, he made a great play to, to get his hands on it, but probably could have taken it back the other way. But, I mean, you've been talking about the secondary a lot this season. They, they seem to continue to gel, and, and we're seeing really strong performances from, from those guys back there. I, I thought the defense played well enough to win the ball game. I mean, they got the turnovers. They got the late turnover that they had to have to, uh, to give themselves an opportunity, uh, number one, to tie the ball game, and number two, go to overtime and, and win the ball game. I think the defensive secondary is flying around at, at a very high level. The thing that bothered me in this ball game was the front. 
The defensive front allowed the middle linebacker, uh, Knox, to get boxed in and, and to get blocked, and you can't have that. If, if the offensive line can get to the second level and block your linebacker, there's going to be running lanes, and I thought White really exposed uh, that interior uh, for that. I think uh, both Teddy Laurent and Wynn only had one tackle apiece in that ballgame. I don't expect them to make a lot of tackles, but I do expect them to keep their linebackers clean. Well, Coach Sal, looking forward to seeing you down here uh, uh, tomorrow at practice and uh, looking forward to your insights on Friday as well. Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're more than welcome, Louie. Always good to talk to you. My thanks to Coach Sal for stopping by this afternoon and my thanks to you for tuning in to the program as well. You know I appreciate it. Couldn't do the show without you. You can always leave your comments and feedback. You can hit me up on Twitter at B underscore TV or at Ticats and uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network so you never miss an episode of this show or as mentioned, uh, all the other great shows we have coming up for you this week. A busy week. Quick turnaround again for the Ticats as uh, they're getting set for the Calgary Stampeders on Friday night. So my thanks to you for joining us today. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.